I take this opportunity to wish Rabbi Yudin and Rabbi Goldwasser, our two rabbinic contributors who have been with this radio program longer than I have and who continue on a daily basis, and in Rabbi Yudin's case, at least a weekly basis, to inspire our audience with their incredible words of Torah. And in this case, in Rabbi Yudin's case, such a uh, an incredible examination each week of the Torah portion and of the upcoming holidays. So to Rabbi Goldwasser and his entire family, to Rabbi Yudin and his entire family, happy, healthy, sweet New Year. This time each and every Friday, usually, we turn to Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. In this case, we turn to Rabbi Yudin to speak to us about the upcoming holiday and, of course, Shabbos Shuvah as well. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Yom to everybody. Wow. Today we have the privilege to prepare for Rosh Hashanah, ushering in a new year. Let's go from the beginning. Today, we did not say Tachanun for Shacharis. Why? The day itself has that excitement of the forthcoming Yom Tov. A very strong reminder that we are to make an Erev Tafshilin today. We take a cooked food and a baked food and we recite a bracha. Asher Kitshanu Eruv. What we are doing is with this procedure of the Eruv Tavshilin, we are now permitted to cook this forthcoming Friday, which is Yom Tov for this coming Shabbos, Shabbos Shuva. The Eruv Tavshilin is put away. Conceptually, what you're doing is you are starting the preparation for Shabbos now and you're continuing for Shabbos on Friday. It is to be, quote, hidden, so it's not eaten before Shabbos and therefore it can be used on Friday for the food preparation. The minhag is to eat the Erev Tavshilin for Shalosh Su'udos this coming Shabbos, Shabbos Shuva. The minog of HaTorah Nadorim was done this morning, Erev Rosh Hashanah. If one did not have an opportunity to so do, they can do so during Aseres Yimei Tshuva. I just want to point out that in the name of the late Rav Ilio Lapian, in the Mincha this afternoon, in the last prayer of Tav Shin Ayin Dalid, we will say, literally in the last few seconds of the year, we pray to God that He should bless this year, the year 5,000, 774 reminding us how we need his bracha literally every single moment now let's go in order tonight 
in our Mayriv for Rosh Hashanah, we add to the Shemona Esrei several additions and changes. And these additions and changes are done throughout the Aseris Yemei through Ne'ilah of Yom Kippur. To the first bracha we add Zochreinu Lechayim. And to the second bracha we add Michamocha. If one, one should be careful the entire time to dive in from the Machzor, from the Siddur during the week, so that we don't forget these additions. If one did forget these two, the first two, they need not repeat the Shemona Esrei. The third change in the third bracha of every Shemona Esrei, in the bracha of Kedushas Hashem, instead of bracha to Hashem, Hokela Kodosh, it is changed to Hamelech HaKodosh. There, if one does not immediately correct himself, so they have to, if they went on, they go back to the beginning of the Shemona Esrei. And if they finish the Shemona Esrei, they have to go back to the very beginning of the Shemona Esrei. That's how important that change is. And two more changes at the end of the Shemona Esrei. After Modim, the Alkulam, we add Chsov L'chaim Tovim. And finally, in the Bracha of Shalom, we add B'Sefer Chaim. Again, if one did not include those two, one would not have to go back and repeat the Shemona Esrei. We come home tonight, please God, to a special Yom Tov meal. After Kiddush, you wash the Tilas Yadayim Hamotzi. Many have the custom of dipping the challah in honey as opposed to salt. Have salt on the table and dip the challah, if that's your custom, in honey. But then there's a universal custom which needs to be made mention of. And that is, we dip a piece of apple in the honey, and even though we've washed hamotzi, which usually would cover your fruit cup as an entree, here you make a bracha bore prio eats. You take a bite of the apple, and you then dip the apple in the honey. You recite yiratzon that God should please God to chadisholenu renew for us shonatova umesuka a good and sweet year, and then we eat it. Now, the reason that we make the bracha of Bari Priyo 8, even though you made the Hamotzi, is because this is a ceremonial food. You'll take my word for it, one of the deep messages that this dipping of the apple in the honey symbolizes is that not only the living, but the deceased the dead as well are judged on Rosh Hashanah. Then we have what is known as Simna Milsa. In many homes, we have either or eating or on the table. You have on the table the head of either a fish or a sheep, and we say, Yiratzon, that please God, we should be Larosh, the Lola Zanov. And the practice is 
that we have, be it carrots, known in Yiddish as merin, to increase, and we have a hiratzon, sheyirbu zechuyoseinu, that our merits should increase. I'll share with you something very interesting on this. One can ask the obvious question, how can you ask God to increase our merits? Either we deserve it or we don't, based upon our past performance. And I'll suggest a very nice answer, and that is based upon the Gemara in Yuma 86, Pevav Amid Beis. So the Gemara tells us in the name of Reish Lakish that great is tshuva, that's donos, literally our intentional sins, can be converted to shkogos, to a lesser infraction, to unintentional. And then there's a second teaching of Reish Lakish that says, my goodness, Gidola tshuva, that zedonos, our willful sins, are looked upon kishuyos, literally as merits. Now how can that happen? The Gemara says, Lokasha, between the two statements of Reish Lakish, kan me'ava, kan me'ira. The second statement, which says that our sins can be literally uh, transformed into merits, is if our tshuva, our repentance, was done me'ava, literally out of love. If not, if it's done me'ira, then they are transferred from zdonos, from willful tishkogos to unintentional. And therefore, when we say over here, that our merits should increase, we are basically talking to ourselves and saying, may we be privileged to do tshuva me'ava. Rosh Hashanah ushers in the ten days of tshuva, of repentance. And even though there is no vidui on Rosh Hashanah, the major theme of Rosh Hashanah is malchios, that we are coronating God. We are clearly putting Him front and center at the very head of our life. And as such, by doing so, this can literally transform our lives and therefore we should realize and appreciate the incredible nature of this Yom Tov. The Chinuch, in his commentary on Mitzvah 311, where he talks about the prohibition of not doing work on Rosh Hashanah, he says that you should know that this day of Rosh Hashanah is mechaste hokeil al bruav. It's literally one of God's great kindnesses that He shows to His creations, that He causes them to be judged once a year, so that their sins do not accumulate. So there's room for atonement, there's room for forgiveness, there's room for starting all over again. Because if God forbid, we would not have to stop, look and listen on Rosh Hashanah, and our sins would accumulate, then God forbid it could be so great, 
that it would be beyond repair. So this day represents an incredible kindness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it's for this reason that it is a day of judgment. Our rabbis tell us, Hayom Haras Olam, when we will blow the shofar, please God, during Malchios, Zechronos, and Shofros, we have the paragraph afterwards saying today is the birthday of the anniversary of the world. It doesn't mean literally the birthday of the world. That was this past Shabbos, the 25th of Elo. But rather, it's the anniversary of the creation of man. Man was created on Rosh Hashanah. Man was sinned on the day he was created. Man was judged. And God said to him, initially, the day that you eat from the forbidden fruit, you will die. And what happens? God made the sentence much lighter. He was made mortal, but he lived for 900 and 30 years afterwards. Similarly, we pray that God is going to have Rachmanus on us as well. And that is indeed part of the shofar to transform and to Kavayochol, in words that we can understand, literally help God help us and focus from His seat of strict judgment to that of mercy within the din. Please God, tomorrow morning for Shacharis. So we have the Yom Tov Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah and just be aware that we conclude the Shacharis with Avinu Malkeinu. The Kriya Torah for the first day of Rosh Hashanah comes from Parshas Vayera, where Hashem Pokad Esora, one of the three themes of the day, is that it's Yom Azikaron, a day of remembrance, a day of judgment. God remembered Sora, and I urge you, take out Sora's name symbolically, put your name in, remind yourself that God remembers you and each and every one of us on Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, it is so meaningful. Beyond that, we are reminded that Sarah says, Kol She names her little child laughter. Why laughter? Could you imagine? She calls in her child laughter. Come inside and eat your supper. Laughter. Now it's time to go to sleep. What kind of name is laughter? But the answer is, Kol The whole world laughed at Sarah, a woman of 90, having a baby. Our very coming into play as a people was miraculous. And pinch yourself, because till this very day, our very existence as a people is miraculous. How do you explain the survival of the state of Israel, surrounded by millions and millions of hostile neighbors? How do you explain it? And there's only one way to explain it. Kolashomea, Yitzhak Li. Can't be done. 
It's all miraculous. Nothing has changed. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Matzileinu Miyadam. This is the Kriya Satora for the first day of Rosh Hashanah. The Kriya Satora for the second day of Rosh Hashanah is that of the Akedah, which Avram and Yitzchak show their incredible ability to have such dedication to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we every year incorporate not only the teaching as part of our reading of the Torah, but in terms of our prayers. And in the Shemona Esrei for Musaf, which we'll talk about in a few moments, so we have clearly the conclusion of the second bracha of the Shemona Esrei, that of Zechronos, concludes with the following bracha. Kizocher kol nishkochos olam. It is you who eternally remembers all the forgotten things. V'yein shikcha lefnei There's no forgetfulness before your throne of glory. V'yakedas Yitzchok lezaro hayom barachamim tiskor. And may you mercifully remember today the Akedah of Yitzchak for the sake of his offspring. Incredible that the Akedah is still utilized as if I'm not worthy of it, just look who my grandfather was. My grandfather Avraham. Look at my grandfather Yitzchak and the Akedah. Now, Right after Kriyas HaTorah and the Haftorah, we have the blowing of Shofar. The blowing of Shofar is the biblical mitzvah for Rosh Hashanah. Now, it's important that we realize the blowing of Shofar is done three times in our service. We blow 30 sounds before the Shemona Esrei of Musaf. We blow 30 sounds within the Shemona Esrei of Musaf. The Sfard tradition is to blow during the silent Shemona Esrei. Everybody begins the Shemona Esrei. And when they silently have completed the first section of the Shemona Esrei, called Malchios, denoting God's kingship, coronating him. Then we blow ten sounds on the shofar, and when we finish Zuchronos, ten more, shofros ten more, the Ashkenazic tradition has that we blow the thirty sounds, ten, 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 during the repetition of the Shemona Esrei. That brings us to sixty sounds, and finally at the end of davening, we blow forty more sounds. It is imperative that men must hear the shofar. Women should hear the shofar. They've accepted it upon themselves. Though it's a positive mitzvah governed by time, your bubbies and their bubbies have already accepted it upon themselves. And therefore, man or woman who cannot come to shul on Rosh Hashanah, 
try to arrange today. Call your local rabbi. Ask him to arrange that somebody should come to the nursing home, to the hospital, to a private home, where people who couldn't come to shul would be, and someone comes and blows 30 sounds on the shofar for them. It's so important that we recognize just the following in terms of the shofar. From the Chatzotzros, as found in chapter 10, in the fourth book of the Torah, a tekiah is a happy sound. As the Torah tells us in chapter 10, verse 10, in the book of Bamidbar. And a teruah is a sad note, as we find in verse 9. It was blown at the time of war. What we're blowing on Rosh Hashanah, among the many different themes, is... Tekiah, man was born and came into this world happy, meaning devoid of sin. Unfortunately, what happens to his life is he incorporates trua as part of his life, but the every trua is followed by a tekiah with that very powerful message that we can and must transform the brokenness of our life into that straight, happy sound of the tekiah. Finally, there is the custom on Rosh Hashanah afternoon, whether permitting, and if one can walk to a flowing body of water, to recite Tashlech. One should not throw pieces of bread into the water for the fish during Tashlich. The reason for this is the fish don't need your sustenance. You are to feed on Shabbos and Yom Tov those animals who are dependent upon you for their sustenance. And understand that we say the last three verses of the book of Micha, Mikael Kamocha, the Yud Gimomidos that are found therein, and we recite as part of that the verse, Visashlich Bimsulas Yom Kochatosam, asking God that we are coming symbolically to cast into the depths of the sea all our sins, as well as be aware that when they coronated kings, in the past, they coronated kings by a flowing body of water, because this is the theme of Rosh Hashanah to coronate Hashem. I take this opportunity of wishing Nachum, Stacy, his entire family, and the entire family of JM in the AM, Iksiva Fachasima Tova, wishing them a good, healthy year giving them the strength to continue to uplift the Jewish community locally and those that are privileged to listen literally all around the globe to bind the Jews one to another with not just our beautiful music and culture and heritage and divrei Torah but to create 
a sense of Kol Yisrael Arevim Zelazek that all Israel are literally responsible one for another or as the Rebbe Rebnaftoli of Rupchitz interprets Kol Yisrael Arevim Zelazek one Jew sweetens another and we thank Nachum for sweetening the beginning of our day focusing and putting us in the right direction. I take this opportunity to wish all our listeners a ksiva vachasimwa tova, a good gebenched yar, and we should be privileged together to find enrichment from our Torah on a weekly basis. A good Yom Tov and a good Shabbos for Shabbos Shuvah to all.